Welcome to Interparty Conflict, the podcast where we answer your questions so you can have the best tabletop gaming experience possible. My name is Gabe. My name is Jeff. And we're going to answer your questions today. But first, we actually have an announcement. Yes. This is an announcement that was going to be coming eventually, and I don't think many people are going to be happy to hear it. But we got to get out there. We got to keep you guys on the uh, on the same page as us. Uh, Jeff and I have decided that at the end of this year, at the end of December, we've decided we're going to be ending the podcast. Yeah. You know, we've we've been doing this for, it will have been five years at that point. I think Oof. five years is a long time. <laughs> has it, has really it actually been it. that long? <laughs> I mean, right now it's been four years and right, nine months. But, but, but still, like, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, th- this has been kind of coming for a long time. Like I've been at the beginning of every year, I kind of, you know, I, I look at how much time this podcast takes up because it takes up a lot of time. I, I enjoy doing it. Of course, I'm not saying I don't, but it takes up a lot of time. And I just kind of look at what's going on in my life. And I've kind of tried to reevaluate. Do I want to do this for another year? Mm. You know, I mean, of course, I want to keep doing this for another year. I want to do this forever. But um this year in particular has been really rough. I know in January I talked about how my work schedule is going to be changing and I wasn't sure how that was going to be affecting the podcast. And for a while it seemed it wouldn't really be affecting it very much. However, it very much has, especially like in the last few months. I've been working so much mandatory overtime that I've pretty much only ever had one day off a week. Mm-hmm. And so when that one day off a week has to, you know, I have to, we have to record the podcast that day, but then what about on our, uh, we have our, our monthly roll 20 game. So that's gotta be on my one day off a week, but then also we have our bonus episode every month. And then also, Hey, I have a life too. You know, (laughs) I've got, I've got a, a, you know, I've got a wife that I have to spend at least some time with as she keeps telling me. So like it's it's gotten harder and harder because of that and there's also you know i've i've had some issues with like uh some family health issues that has also had to i've had to spend some of my time you know dealing with that and so it's just over the last few months in particular it's gotten really really hard to just to you know find the time to to do everything yeah right and so you know i i talked to jeff about this i i think about a month maybe a month and a half ago and i just um the more I was thinking about it, the more I was just feeling like this was probably the right time. Right. So, you know, I, I it sucks. I I hate that, you know, I hate, I wish, like I said, I wish I could do this podcast forever. Yeah. Um, I know that once we are done with this podcast, I am going to regret it. I'm going to feel like there's something missing in my life. But, you know, I think this is for the best. Um, you know, it's it's got to happen eventually. And so, so... Like I said, when I first brought this up a couple of years ago, um, the last thing I want is for the podcast to just end and then it just, oh, one week we just didn't just stop putting out episodes. So yeah. we're letting you guys know, uh, you know, f- f- I guess, four, is it four months? Four months ahead of time because of, yeah. um, you know, how numbers work. So we're letting you guys know a few months ahead of time. We're going to try to um, lead up to it, I guess. I'll have some updates in in future weeks about uh, exactly what we're going to be doing with the Patreon and such. Right. So stay tuned for that, I guess. But um, yeah, with the very least, wanted to give people enough time to like yeah. 
enough time yeah. to grieve. And, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know, enough time to like, it, you know, for all of our, you know, uh, for all of our supporters, which we are very thankful of. Yes. And we make sure yes. that they have enough time to like, you know, because I know like I've been in the past, I've been subscribed or I've been, um, have been subscribed to a gym that I didn't go to for several months and didn't sure, realize I sure. was paying all this money for. So like, you know, that's the last thing I want for somebody who has, you know, been so generous to us, you know? So, sure. So yeah, it's good. It's good that, you know, we got to let people know ahead of time. I, I guess I can briefly say sort of what I had in mind and we can uh, reevaluate this over the next couple months. Sure. So, um, I don't necessarily want to just end the Patreon. What I what I think I'll be doing is I'm probably going to be getting rid of the five and ten dollar tiers and just leave it as like a one dollar tier. Yeah. Because you know hosting the podcast costs money, and I'm gonna try. You know I want to keep the podcast up forever, and I I probably will at least for the foreseeable future. But um, you know if if there is a way that we could still have even just like a couple dollars a year coming in to cover hosting fees. If anyone w- wanted to continue to donate again, just like a dollar a month or something like that, I'll probably leave up the dollar a month tier. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Just yeah. in case anybody, you know, I'll make it clear that there aren't going to be any, there aren't going to be any guaranteed updates ever. Hopefully, you know, maybe once in a while I'll stop in and be like, Oh, this is what's going on in my life or whatever. But, uh, I'll probably leave it as just like a $1 tier mm. after that. If anybody wants to donate to that, they can, I'm trying to decide exactly what I want to do with like the bonus episodes, right? Whether yeah. I want to leave those up and just everybody on the one dollar tier will get them, or or take just like them re- down, or just like release them all to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, well, I mean, that was one idea. Is like once we're done making regular episodes, maybe start putting out the bonus episodes. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll think about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I do just want to say thank you to everybody who has donated. If anybody who is currently a patron, if you want to. Stop. If you feel betrayed or something, I apologize. If for whatever reason you want to stop donating to us now, I mean, that's fine. That's that's up to you. You can yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, we're not we're not going to we're not going to be upset about it. We're like, yeah, hey, not we still had a, we still had a few months of your money to go. Come on. <laughs> right. Right. No. no yeah. Because uh, I, you know, it, we just got a few new top tier patrons a couple months ago. Right. And, you know, that's uh, um. I, I hate to be. I hate to to cancel it so quickly after they they jumped on the the bandwagon. Right. But but th- um, that and that's another reason why we wanted to like have enough time yes. from the announcement to when we were actually going to be stopping. Just just so it's not like we're not going to pull the rug out from anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So like I said, probably at the the end of either the end of December or the maybe like the first week of January, something like that is when we'll do our our last normal episode. I've got some ideas for um, some fun things I want to do before, you know, before then mm-hmm. um, probably try to get some, some uh, past guests back on or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, so stay tuned. I, I'm not, we're not just going to keep on just doing a normal thing. And then just one day we're gone. Uh, I do want to have, you know, some sort of like a big, you know, end of days bash or something. Sure. At the very yeah. End, so, yeah. And like, <sighs> Like we really appreciate everybody who's been listening, and yeah. like you know the 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 Discord community has been like I'm sure everybody's aware that I I don't participate much in it, but I but I keep an eye on it. You know it's it's sure. it's you know it I like all the connections that everybody's been making, mm-hmm. and like you know the, just just with um 
I know, like the whole thing with uh, Stiltskin Kupo and uh, his um, multi, the multi language thing that he's doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. like in, like a couple. Of, he, I know he made a couple, at least a couple connections through uh, through our Discord, and then like that. Yeah. That fe- that feels all the like worthwhile right there. You know. Yes. Yeah. The, the community, the community that's sprung up around this podcast has been so awesome, and so that's that's really why we want to let you guys know uh, yeah. what we're going to be doing, so that you know, because because we appreciate you and we. Yeah. appreciate all the work you guys have put in for the show as well yeah and then things like the discord those are going to stick around like obviously yeah. this discord's still going to exist um and you know we, we're going to encourage everybody to you know keep keep hanging out there as much as long as you want mm-hmm. and then i don't know as as far as things going into the future like gabe had brought up to me like as far as like maybe me picking up picking up something where where we left off yeah and you know, I'm not I'm not great at making promises and stuff like that because it's it's <laughs> it's 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 hard to get me to motivated to do anything. You know, get out of bed, let alone let alone keep a podcast going. Sure. So like, I can't make any promises, but you know, there there's always ideas rolling around in my head that I'm like, you know what, I can maybe I can put something together here and there. So like, you know, who knows? Like like Gabe said, like maybe once in a while he'll pop in on the on the on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll, maybe him and I will get together and do like a, you know, just a every once in a great while kind of thing. If, if, you know, if sure. we got the time for it. So, yeah, I, I really don't think that, uh, that this will be the last time that we ever podcast. You know, I, I, I've enjoyed doing this podcast so much. I won't be able to just stop doing anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so at, at the very least, we'll, it, we'll put, you know, updates for whatever new projects that we start in the future. Mm-hmm. But uh, as, as far as expecting anything regular or anything, you know, consistent. Uh, That's sort of, yeah. Because, like, even even in my head, I'm like, I was like, like, late last year, I started doing streaming and then I sort of fell out of it. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of want to get back into that again. But then I was like, you know, it's it. Like, I, I go I go back and forth on things like that. Like, I get these ideas that, like, yes, this sounds fun. I should do this. And then... I'm like, well, that's a lot of work. Maybe sure. not right now, and then it, you know, <laughs> and then it ends up nothing happening. So, but maybe with this, maybe with this gone, I will have a void in my life that I'll need to fill. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe. So I'll be like, you know what? I will do that thing. You know. So sure. who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but but I also don't want to like disappoint anybody by by promising something. So sure. Because yeah. I've I've done I've done that enough in the past. So, and just everybody like. Really, I want you to know that this was not an easy decision. Um, even before bringing it up to Jeff, I thought about this for several weeks about whether whether this was really what I wanted to do. And then I mentioned it to Jeff. Uh, Jeff had similar feelings. And so then even then, like I still kind of molded over for a while. Um, right. Because I, I don't want to make this decision lightly, but uh, I, I do think it is the right decision. Yeah, it's just yeah, your your work has been like I mean you you know, you've brought it up on the podcast many a times yeah. of like how much, you know, how much of your time is taken up at work and energy and everything like that. So it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is yeah, this is not a this is not an easy decision by any means. Right. Um but no, I I don't you know, I'm not going to blame you or hold any resentment towards you for like, oh dang it, Gabe, you 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 want to spend time with your wife. Darn <laughs> right. you. You know, so I, you know, this is, I feel like that, yeah, this is the right, this is the right thing to do. So yeah, we'll, we'll give you guys some more updates, um, over the next couple months, but, uh, just wanted to let you guys know well enough ahead of time. Uh, cause again, like I've listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of them just 
you just oh you go to check and see if there's been a new episode and there just hasn't in yeah months and you're like oh shoot well i really liked that podcast what happened so just wanted to let you guys know ahead of time and then um like i said we'll we'll lead up to it there will be a lot of fun stuff between now and then so uh just a big thank you to everybody who has supported us even just by listening to the podcast um i we appreciate it so much yeah yeah we've like this is this has been a blast and it will continue to be at least for the the rest of the year but uh yeah we we thank you all very much yes all right, that's the end of the episode. Goodbye. <laughs> so, well, here's the thing, actually. I was trying to, like, I had been asking Jeff whether this should just be its own thing or if we should just have this be part of an episode. And Jeff said, it's better to have it be part of an episode because you don't want to leave anybody just leave off on. Right. We don't want to say, news. oh, we're ending the podcast and then there'd be no episode. It's like, what? <laughs> right. wait, what? <laughs> so with with that, on that note... Uh, how are you doing today, Jeff? <laughs> um, I'm actually pretty uh, pretty wiped out. I've uh, I've I've recently started on uh, some new medication that's kind of like messing with me a little bit. But like it, oh. it's it's mostly good. But then there's mm-hmm. some you know side effects. I guess I don't know. It's sure. just it's just it's a new it's just new medication. I just got to get used to it. That's all. Yeah. Um, so nothing 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 serious. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I've just been like, just today I was like, like yesterday I got a little nauseous and then today I was just like tired and irritable and I'm like, Ooh, this is not fun. But, but most of the, most of the time it's been good. So I'm not, and I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. It's just, uh, I was pretty exhausted today. So sure. <sighs> but anyway, how are you doing? Oh, uh, I'm doing all right. Um, been pretty busy the last, I mean, I'm I mean, like I was just saying, pretty busy, I guess. I was telling you before we started recording that um, we have... So I drink a lot of soda, Mm -hmm. in particular, my favorite RC Cola. And I was telling Jeff that I hadn't taken any... So we live in Michigan. Here's the thing. For anybody who doesn't live in the same state as us, possibly not even in the same country as us, when we get... uh, When you buy cans or bottles of soda in, in Michigan in particular, you pay an additional 10 cents per can... That is supposed to be deposit. You're paying that, and then the idea is then that'll incentivize you to return the cans or bottles when you're done, and then you'll get that ten cents back. Which is it kind of sucks because then it's like when you buy a twelve pack, that's an extra dollar twenty that you're paying. And the I guess the good and bad thing is that then you forget about it, so that when you do return, it's like oh, it's like free money. But I haven't returned any of our cans since before quarantine last April or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh because especially like at the beginning of quarantine the um the the bottle return places were always like super packed. So I just never returned any. We were just piling up a gigantic gigantic mountain of bags of cans in my garage. And so I finally got around to taking them all back. It took several days and uh got about $250 worth of cans back. So that's about 2500 cans over the <laughs> last year yeah. and a half. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, if uh, if anybody has seen the show Seinfeld, oh yeah, uh, there is there is a whole episode that basically on the fact that uh, Michigan has a ten cent can deposit, whereas uh, where somewhere like New York has mm-hmm. a five cent can and deposit. A lot, a lot of states don't have deposit at all. Like in That's Tennessee, true. we just threw away our cans because, you know, what are you going to do? Get nothing? Right. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so there's, like, a whole episode where they basically, like, collect a bunch of cans in New York <laughs> and then, like, drive them over to, to Michigan. And then, like, yeah. there's, like, a whole scene about them trying to figure out, like, oh, but the cost of gas is, is that, you know, it's like, no, but if you use this, if you use an efficient enough vehicle or whatever, yeah. I, or I think they use, end up using... Uh, they use a mail truck because then it's, like, Mother's Day, and so there's an extra mail truck out that day because of all the extra mail. Sure. Yeah. Or something. It's been a while since I've seen the episode. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. I hijacked a mail truck and then I took it in. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yep. yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I got going on. Giant mountain of cans. I had to take back some exciting stuff returns. going <laughs> on good. over here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to go ahead and uh, get into this episode? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I want, I got a simple one. I want you to imagine that you, uh, it's, it's been a long day. You sit down after work, sit down on the couch, you pick up the TV remote, you push the on button. Just in time, your favorite TV show comes on. Uh, it's it's black and white. Um, the uh, You see like a, a, a living room. On one side of the living room is a gigantic pile of gold and silver and, and magic items. There's like a magic sword sticking out of there. And then the front door opens and a large uh, dragon pushes the door open and it bumps into the giant pile of gold and then they shrug and the audience laughs <laughs> and then the title screen comes up and do you know what the title screen is jeff <laughs> what's the what's the title of the show the game? tv show is the dragons sorry it's hi dragons horde i'm home <laughs> I have no idea why I chose that Dragon's Horde intro because it has nothing to do with the magic item. That's whatever. Uh, today's magic item was submitted by Dustin via Discord, and the item is the Sadist's Scourge. Oh. The screams of the one silence the many. Mm. Keeping order in any army is a demanding task. Driving men into the brink of death breeds the seeds of mutiny. Those who speak out must be dealt with, lest the dissent spread. Enter corporal punishment. Nothing silences the mob like watching one of their own stripped bare and beaten. Some in power go beyond the need for compliance. They begin to enjoy the suffering. The sadist scourge is the creation of one such individual. This nine-tailed whip is formed of braided flesh, wrapped in sinew and tipped with shattered bone. Its very countenance inspires fear. Once per short rest, it can be swung around the head to inflict the frightened status on all within 30 feet who can appreciate its malice. DC 12 will save. Each blow of the weapon inflicts 1d10 piercing damage. The target must make a DC 12 constitution save or be deeply wounded. At the start of their turn, the deep wound bleeds for 1d10 damage. Every subsequent blow deepens the wound, increasing the damage by 1d10. Ooh. Anyone can attempt to staunch the wound with a successful DC 12 medicine check or a dose of magical healing. And then a small author's note, weapon effects shamelessly cribbed from the glaive of a bearded devil, Monster Manual, page 70. Huh? Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So uh, so this magic item, it's a, it's a whip. It's a scourge or a cat nine tails. Mm -hmm. Take your pick that you can use to uh, inflict the frightened status on anyone within 30 feet. And then anytime you deal damage, they have to make a save or take damage every round afterwards and it stacks. Yeah, that's oof. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, like that's pretty brutal, but that's really cool. Yeah, um, I mean, the save is fairly low, but still. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, but yeah, like it, but it yeah allows for some nasty possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is cool. Like I, I, you know, I I see no shame in in taking stats from uh, from monsters to make magic weapons. I am oh, yeah. I am absolutely one hundred percent all for that. That is that is actually one of my like favorite inspirations for making magic items is just being like what's a cool thing some monster can do <laughs> sure that the, that like the player would never be able to do through the core rules but i could just give it to them like you know my player my, the player is making a character who's just really all about this one mo- this one monster or something and like just give them that ability in, the, in a magic item you know you don't have to you don't have to go through all these steps to make a new class for him or a new subclass or new feats or anything just give them a magic item that does something similar it's even cooler because you can theme it off of that you know um i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up because because it just it 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 feels so targeted to me that there (laughs) okay there is a there is a kickstarter for um uh it is it is one of the it's one of the paizo actual play podcasts of roll for combat i think okay and so they did a Kickstarter where there where there there's a there's a, a, a book a, like a there's a book and an adventure or there's like a couple books and an adventure and one of them is, um, like a bunch of new monsters but then also rules on how to, uh, use monster parts to make to make like weapons and armor and stuff. Oh sure yeah. And I'm like this is a ama- like this is it's Monster Hunter I've been I've been wanting to have something like exactly like this in in D and D for 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 a while now and I've been like sort of like half coming like trying to come up with something for it yeah and they go they went ahead and were just like yeah no we're doing it and you know we're it's on kickstarter i'm like oh yes <laughs> um so like i so i love i love magic items made or at least inspired by like things that monsters can do sure it's just one of those things it's like yeah the the you know you it's something that you can't replicate within the classes or, and you know normal abilities of 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 player characters Sure. You know, there's not a magic item for everything, and so you obviously you want to make your own, and why not want to make one, you know, based off of a really cool monster? Yeah. I feel like, and this may not be necessary, like I said, the DC is pretty low, and so uh, I don't think this will be much of a challenge to anyone that this would actually matter to. I feel like there should be some sort of a cap, though, on the, the additional damage stacking. Sure, yeah, like up to stacks up to two or three times or something like that. Sure, something like that. I mean, like, again, a let's say you have enough hit points for you to take 10 hits from this thing and, you know, somehow get to the point where you're taking 10d10 every round. That seems a bit excessive. <laughs> yeah. Whether that would ever happen, I don't really think it would because, again, for you to even have that many hit points but still <laughs> consistently fail a DC 12 constitution save, I don't know. <laughs> Right, it's it, Gabe. It's only overpowered if it doesn't kill them. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I just feel like it would be a little bit cleaner of an item if there was maybe even just like five d ten or something as a cap. I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like. I get. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any problem with that. I feel like yeah, maybe a cap at some point. Yeah. Or I don't know. The DC gets easier. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. It's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's like the the fright the frightened status thing, and then like the bleeding damage. It's like it's really it's nicely themed, and it's like it sounds really scary and brutal, and can and it's obviously it can be pretty pretty devastating. Yeah, um, I like it a lot. 
yeah, so it's it's a it's a pretty cool. It's relatively simple. Doesn't isn't really a ton of uh, new mechanics or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool item. So good job, good job, Dustin. Yeah. So once again, that was the Sadist's Scourge submitted by Dustin via Discord. Uh, Jeff, if anybody else wanted to submit magic items for us to discuss, or questions for our main segment, or stories for the funeral pyre or retirement village or whatever, uh, how would they get those to us? They can send us an email at interpartyconflict at gmail.com or join us on our interparty discord at bit.ly slash interparty discord. That's correct. Now, before we go any further, I just want to remind everybody, a week after this episode goes out, we're going to be doing the first drawing for the three leather products from Mommy River Leather. Mm-hmm. So if you hear this episode, there is still time to enter for the the red and black leather journal. So get your submission into us if you want to enter for that. So there's still time, but not 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 that much time. Red so leather, just, black leather, red leather, black. <laughs> so let's say this is the first time you're hearing about this. Uh, sorry that this was the episode that you tuned into, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, but um, so we have three leather products from Mommy River Leather, which are which is run by a couple friends of ours that were on the show not too long ago. Uh, we have a red and black leather journal. That's the first one we're going to be doing. And then next month on the 12th of October, we're going to be doing a drawing for a leather box that looks like a journal. So it, it's a it's a false book that has uh, two four compartments in it. The one they close is two compartments. Um, mm. That has a couple compartments in it. You could store dice in there. You could store uh, miniatures in there. You could store magic cards or something if you wanted to. And yeah. then it'll just look like you're carrying around a little leather bound journal. So we've got, that's the second thing we're going to be doing. Yeah. Then on November 9th, we're going to be doing the last one. And that last drawing is going to be for a leather book cover that uh, is sized to fit any of the fifth edition D&D books, probably Pathfinder and probably all those other, you know, game systems too. But although that size of book. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's somewhat standard size, although like the thickness can vary. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So if you hear this, you've got one more week to enter the red and black leather journal drawing. So get that into us. You can get those into us by writing us a review on any platform of your choice. Take a picture of it. Send it to us at interpartyconflict at gmail.com. If you've already written a review, awesome. Just send us a picture. If you sent us a picture of a review for one of our the previous drawing we did a couple years ago, you got to do it again. I mean, you can just send us the same picture, but you have to <laughs> send it to us again. You're not automatically entered. Right. So uh, when you do send us uh, send us an entry, let us know which of the three things or two of them or three of them. If you want to enter all three of the drawings, go for it. Um, just specify if there's one that you don't want, let us know. We won't put you in that list so you don't take it from somebody who does want it and so on. So it's coming up pretty soon. So get that into us. Once again, deadline for the first one is the 14th of September. So good luck to everybody out there. Yeah. And then here's actually... Another announcement, this actually, sorry, this episode is probably going to be very light on content and big on administrative stuff. We have a new giveaway in addition. It's not a physical giveaway. We're having a new supplement giveaway that we are starting today. Hmm. This one is going to be courtesy of Nathan, a.k.a. Seawood Scribe. Oh, yeah. Last October, he gave us uh, four copies of, four digital copies of Strahd's Manual of Shadow to give out. And this month... It's um it's not explicitly just October, I think, um, but we'll probably be starting it within the next week or two. So we're going to be giving away another 
product of his. And this one is a supplement for a witch class. Ooh, cool. I think this is part of Strahd's Manual of Shadow. So if you already have Strahd's Manual of Shadow, I think you already have this. But if you don't have Strahd's Manual of Shadow, because only like four people won it last year, uh, if you didn't purchase it on your own, uh, this is a 38-page supplement with details of a new class, the Witch class. Um, it has the class stats. It has a bunch of um, a bunch of subclasses for the Witch. It's got uh, you know covens for the Witch class that you can be. It also has additional spells to go with it. It's a ton of great content. I got it open right now. It looks beautiful. It looks it's it's so well put together. It looks like a great product. Uh, you know, I just, I think it's really cool. And Nathan got in touch with me recently and said he wanted to help us give out, give out uh, some more stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So Jeff, if anybody wanted to enter this new drawing, how would they enter? Uh, they could enter by sending us an email at interpartyconflict at gmail.com with hocus pocus in the subject line. There you go. <laughs> we did not decide on that. Jeff just said he had something. So yes. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, I wanted that's, it that to, sounds great. I wanted it to be something fun, but it, uh, you know, I wanted it to be more fun than that. But I can I couldn't come up with anything that wasn't wasn't dirty. Sure, <laughs> so, sure. So we'll go with that. <laughs> so I guess uh, we'll be doing the first drawing for that starting uh, on the twenty first of September. So two weeks after this episode goes out, and then I think we'll be going until at least the end of October. I can't remember what uh, what Nathan and I had agreed upon. So anyway, I will, uh, we'll start it, start it in two weeks and uh, give out at least a few copies of this and go from there. So okay. yeah, cool. once again, just send us an email with hocus pocus in the subject line. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love interparty conflict? You know, the show you're listening to right now. Yeah! Then check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash interparty conflict. You can help support the show and get tons of bonus content too. Access hundreds of outtakes, dozens of short stories, periodic updates about the behind the scenes of the show, personalized media, a monthly Roll20 game run by Gabe himself, and more. Every month, green and red tier patrons get access to the bonus podcast, Interpatron Conflict, where Gabe and Jeff cover a wide variety of topics. Join right now and access the most recent episode, which might sound a little something like this. I have wanted to kill you for so long. I have tried to kill you so many times and it just hasn't worked. I finally have you. I want you to leave. I'm right. not going to try to kill you anymore because that hasn't worked out for me at all. Just leave. I want you gone. You have your freedom. Get out of here. Go. Right. <laughs> and so this song is kind of just a... a, a I don't know, musical version of that, I guess. Sure. <laughs> so anyway, without further ado, want you gone from Portal 2. Once again, go to patreon.com slash interpartyconflict to help out the show and access all that bonus content today. And then one more quick thing, check out the other podcasts on the Crit Nation Fellowship. Check out Crit Academy, critacademy.com. Check out uh, Brute Force and Ignorance. They're an actual play podcast on the network. And then check out a couple uh, a couple other podcasts that are on hiatus. Check out D&D Character Lab and check out the Kind GM podcast. Enough of all the admin. Let's get into some questions, Jeff. All right. Our first question comes from Alan Smithy on Reddit, and they ask, Guns in fantasy, yay or nay? 
Yeah. So there's been a lot of, uh, you know, I'm mean, for years. There's been a lot of internet discourse about whether guns should be allowed in a game like D and D. So you know, I guess it's just asking what is uh, what is our opinions? What are our opinions on whether guns belong in a fantasy setting like the pseudo European D and D settings? Sure. Um, I mean, I'd say just off the bat, I'd say yay. Like, I don't have any. Yeah. Pro- I don't have any like. Like no, no, that's like sacrilegious or kind of you know. It's like that's that that goes against all all things D and D. It's like no, that's you know like guns are guns are in fantasy for sure. Like that's yeah. like fantasy is you know more than just you know knights and and dragons and stuff. And like and I understand that like in certain settings, it's maybe it it it, it doesn't fit quite as much. And obviously, like if your group or the DM or whoever doesn't want guns in their game. That's their call. That's the group's call yeah. or whatever, you know? Um, but just as a general rule, I'm, I'm for it. Like, I think they're like, and there's, there's t- tons of ways to flavor it too. And then like, heck you got like, you got golems and, and like constructs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, although I'm, 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 I'm a little biased cause I really like, I really like more forged <laughs> in Eberron and Eberron is a very more, it's much more steampunk and sure. guns and stuff like that fit way better into Eberron than something as something like Faerun. Agreed. But, uh, like even in Faerun, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say no immediately. Maybe, you know, I maybe have make sure that the player has like some reasoning other than wants a gun because they're powerful or something. Sure. Um, you know, and then like, I, like I, I know there, I know there have been books that have added things like guns into the game. Uh, like I want to say, guns were were brought in with Eberron in three point five. Well, so here's the thing: if I'm not mistaken, the third edition Dungeon Master's Guide had the stats for guns. Oh, did it? It was in like a little section about the world building or whatever, and it was not meant to be, you know, oh, this is canon in every game, but there. I mean, there might have even been in first or second edition. I don't have those books, nor am I very familiar with them. But sure. even as early as third edition D&D, there were core books that had the stats for guns in them. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that we started using guns in the in Jay's Eberron campaign because there was like a, uh, a dragon magazine that came out that like had a big featurette on guns. Sure. Guns in, in your game. Yeah. And so... Like it makes, it does, I will agree. It makes a lot of sense in Eberron, mm-hmm. but I mean, they've kind of always been there. Just most people don't use them. Right. Yeah. And like, I feel like it's not a stretch to say like with like gnomish tinkering and things like that, you know, like, yeah. you know, or like, you know, gnomish or, uh, I guess it's just mostly gnomish in like standard lore, but yeah, it's it, it, it's not a stretch to say that something like gnomish tinkering can can come up with like they might call it a a you know an advanced crossbow or something. I don't know. <laughs> sure, you know, it's just a, it, a you know a loud smelly crossbow. Um, <laughs> a loud. Hey, give me one of those loud smelly crossbows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> this here's my boomstick. Right. It's just uh, like I, you know I don't I don't think it's a huge stretch. And again, it I you know it's up for the group to decide. It's up for the DM to make the final call. You know mm-hmm. whether or not guns are a thing, and then you know which rules to use because like there are a lot of um, there's a lot of people who have made you know a lot, there's like probably countless third party um, you know rules for for guns in in 
any system you can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know uh, uh, Pathfinder Second Edition in, in within the next couple months, I think, is coming out with a with like a with like a guns uh, rule book or something. Uh, I forget what. Sure. Gear, guns and gears, where they're going to have like uh, constructs and you know playable constructs like Warforged and and like a gunslinger uh class so like sure you know um so like yeah i'm i'm all for it you know i'm i'm always i'm always for uh more player options yeah um and i mean like yes there can be too many options i mean like i guess you can have too many choices and not be able to decide but for somebody who is like for somebody who just like makes characters just for just to like just to have something to do like I'm always like I need more I need more options I need more options because I, I need to you know I need to get my fix of of building a character, sure. Um, so yeah, more options is good, and I don't yeah I don't see anything, uh, too crazy about guns uh, that that would keep them out of out of fantasy. Yeah, um, I similarly I'm I'm all for it. I think that having more options, even just having the option there is cool. I don't think most players are going to use guns even if they exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, any given option, only a small subset of players are going to go with that option anyway. Uh, like, here's the thing. Guns actually predate plate armor, unless I'm mistaken, or at the very least were contemporary with plate armor. Hmm. And like it, guns predate the rapier, for example. Hmm. So I can understand not wanting guns because it it gives the game a different feel especially if you're thinking of like modern guns, but you can't use the excuse of, Oh, it's not accurate or it's not realistic or whatever, because sure. like D and D isn't a specific slice of real world history. It is a mishmash of tons of fantasy, you know, fantastical things all put together. Yeah. That have a, like I said, a pseudo European setting. So if you are, against it for some reason fine whatever you know you be against whatever you want to be against but like it's not because it doesn't fit the setting it's not because it is anachronistic it's just because you don't like guns or you just don't want guns in your game and that's that's fine right yeah uh you know like like we were saying there there have been stats for guns in D for a very long time at least the last 20 years probably longer like a lot of things this is all a matter of branding or or of flavor. Yeah. If you can reflavor it slightly to make it so that it's not, oh, I have, uh, I don't know, Glock or something. It's like, oh, I got a, a submachine gun. <laughs> if you can flavor it so that it does fit the world, then it makes, you know, it's it's going to make so much more sense. I, I feel like every curmudgeon who says no guns in my setting is one good explanation away from accepting guns in their game. Sure. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, but I think so. Yeah. I feel like, because like uh, Crit Academy has a supplement called the Gun Mage, which is basically just like a, it's a sub, it's a subclass for a sorcerer, I think, that lets you, you're basically just using a, a focus for all of your spells, and then you get special abilities that you can use through it. And so it's a gun, you know, it's, it's, it's called a gun. It's like an, it's an, uh, an acronym, I think, but it's right. still, it's a gun. And the whole concept of the class was, or the subclass was, well, can we make a magic gun and make a subclass around it? 
Sure. And they right. did. And so you were saying, Jeff, like if it was like a gnomish tinkerer that came up with it or something, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I that's that's a way to do it. So if it's really just a matter of finding a place where it could fit organically into the world, and then you're probably going to like it so much more afterwards. Now, if you don't want guns in your game, I'm not telling you you have to have guns in your game, or I'm not trying to push anybody to put guns in their game, but I'm just saying, like, however much you think guns don't fit, it's just because you haven't heard the right explanation. You haven't heard the right story for how this gun came to be. Right, yeah. When we were doing Jay's Eberron campaign, it was when that Dragon Magazine came out, and I really liked the idea of my character having a gun. And so I brought it up to Jay, and it's been 20 years or so. I don't remember the exact story of how, of where this gun actually came from. But it was... I was an artificer, so it would make sense that I would have one that I would then tinker with. But I think it was like, it was like ancient technology that I found that I found in Zendrick, I think. Hmm. And so it's not just, it's not that like everybody walking around has a gun. It's that I found this ancient technology. I tinkered with it. Now I know how to use it and I know how to do cool stuff with it. Yeah. And like, so from what I remember, I don't remember you like, using it a ton no it it actually was not very practical for my uh for my build um but i it had still to like, was like it, was, it was still a neat thing though yeah you know? no it was, it was great and i loved it as part of the character i thought that was really really cool yeah and like i'm pretty sure there was like gunslinger stuff or something in pathfinder first edition I, I haven't really looked into it um and like i've seen some of the comments on like the play testing rules for the uh second edition gunslinger sure and like, you know, those people who are like, they're, they're like they're worried about it being like overpowered because like I feel like you know like what you know what's gonna make it what makes it different from just like a crossbow or a bow yeah. that isn't gonna make it overpowered like you you want it to be unique and cool and special, sure, but you you don't want it to be overpowered and it's like well it's a gun guns are devastating you know like you know like they're they should be powerful, but then like they should have yeah, like, I mean, a downside that's the, or something. That's the thing though. I mean, like in real life, swords are devastating too. Yeah. Right. In D and D it's just a D eight damage though. So. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's just a dice. So, yeah. Like, you know, one you roll a dice for both of them. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, d- different, you know, different rules on like the way that you have to reload them or you have to mm-hmm. like have some upkeep on them or something. Cause like, you know, there's reload rules. Like it takes an action yeah. or whatever to reload a crossbow. You can do the same thing with a, with the gun. If I'm um, not mistaken, I think when, when I first, when I did get the gun at first, uh, it took an, an action, took a standard action to reload it. Sure. Whereas yeah. crossbows were a move action, I think. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So it was, you know, a little bit, a little bit of a heftier, uh, you know, action cost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, I, I'd say go for it. If you're, if you're open to the idea, go for it. If the player is interested, you know, go for it. Like, you know, if if somebody's got a really fun, cool character concept that they want and it involves a gun, like I'd say, let them do it as, you know, at least entertain the idea here, hear the character concept first. You right. might be like, you know, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'll let you do it. Yeah. Or 
No, but let me take something, you know, can you do this with a crossbow? Can we take a crossbow, reflavor it a little bit, maybe change up like one or two little things about the mechanics Mm -hmm. and then see if it works from there. It don't just say no to use it as an opportunity to do something cool. Yeah. I actually made a uh, fifth edition character who was uh, like, I had, I basically, I had her using a hand crossbow and like a tower shield. And I, I was like kind of treating her like, like a, like a, um, like a SWAT team kind of, kind of um, character. So like, you know, it's a hand crossbow. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a handgun. Sure. It's just a, but it's a, you know, but it's a bow. So, but like in, you know, flavor wise, I was like the way I was picturing her was like, she was, she was like an, um, she was like a police officer investigator or something like that, but she had like a, a riot shield kind of thing and a, and a hand crossbow. And that was her, those were her weapons. Sure. Those are, you know, and so like, you, you know, you can just flavor a hand crossbow or, or a regular crossbow. Like, you know, <laughs> you could you could have it in your head cannon. It's like it's a gun, but the DM thinks it's a crossbow. I don't know. Like if you if you <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah, really you know. at odds with your DM and you really want a gun, I just you know just kind of just kind of go with it. Make make the best with the rules at hand, but then in your mind, just say like, no, nah, it's a gun. Sure. <laughs> you're know, like like or if you're really good about flavoring your actions, like sneak yeah. it in there. <laughs> you know, like like uh like the smell of there's the smell of sulfur in the air somehow. Boom. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's just like yeah. It's like what is that? Oh, like uh, that powdery. It's kind of like a like a black powdery smell to it. I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so so yay is the answer. So yay. <laughs> All right. Our next question comes from Dodge Duck Dip Dive Dog on Reddit, <laughs> and they ask. That's a great name. I mean, they've got duck in there. Maybe they're talking about the animal. <laughs> that's true. Oh. <laughs> Why should a DM bother to entertain a rules lawyer? Yeah. So we've all heard the horror stories or maybe you've even played through some of the horror stories where somebody at the group just keeps, you know, interrupting the DM in order to tell them about some rule that they're playing wrong or whatever. <laughs> or that doesn't work that way. That wouldn't do that. And so on. <sighs> Why should a DM bother to even keep them around instead of saying, this is my game, these are my rules, I'm going to play the game how I want, get out of here. Why should the DM not do that? <laughs> why, should they, why should they maybe say, hmm, your input is appreciated because blank. <laughs> so um, I've filled the role of a rules lawyer at least once or twice. <laughs> As have I, which is why I feel that I, I feel qualified to answer this question. Well, yeah. So like, like, and not just like, I like, I come up with a, with like an, um, actually for one rule. Like, no, nah, it's like, I've, I've been obnoxious once or twice. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not like, not like crazy, but, but it's definitely like dipping into the, the, okay, come on. It's like, dodging, dodging, ducking and dipping. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, like it, there was, um, I think it was, it was actually the same, the same, uh, session that I made that SWAT team character. Okay. Um, you know, it was a group of, a group of people I've never played with before, but there was, you know, some friends of mine that were like, oh yeah, we're playing. You want to join? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh, what are you guys playing? Oh, fifth edition. I'm like, oh, awesome. I, you know, I've been playing fish fifth edition for a while. They're like, yeah, we're just starting to get into it. We, we've been playing, we used to play 3.5. I'm like, oh, cool. I, that's, that's how I started too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then like and we sat down at the table session started and then we got into it and like went for a little bit got into some combat and then the rules came out and then i was like and then i like i well my turn came around and i did a thing and they were like wait how can you do that i'm like oh it's because of this rule yeah and they were like no that's this and i'm like well in fifth edition it's this i was like well we've been playing it this way i was like well in fifth edition it's this way like you get <laughs> like i don't know so you know it's i was i was I wasn't trying to be like I wasn't trying to be the rules lawyer. I was it was more trying to be like, hey, hey guys, I have some experience in this edition. Yeah, let me tell you about it. But then they like as they pushed back on me on, and I I started pushing back, and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm being a, I'm being an obnoxious rules lawyer right now. <laughs> um, it was it was basically the um the uh, diagonal <laughs> squares oh, sure, situation, sure. among a couple other things, but. That was definitely like the the one that sparked it. That sparked the conver- that sparked the uh, the conversation was like mm-hmm. it's like I, I I made a movement that took into account diagonals being five feet, and they were like, "How did you get that far?" <laughs> like it's like because it's only because I moved this many squares. Yeah. Any anyway. So, well, so so the answer the the simplest answer the reason the DM should bother to entertain a rules lawyer is that there's a lot of rules in this game. I guarantee whoever whoever you are listening to this, I guarantee there are some rules that you're getting wrong and you may not even realize it. And, you know, sure, you can play a rule wrong. Sure, nobody's going to, I mean, nobody's going to tell you you can't play a rule the way that you want to play it, but you probably don't realize that you're making a mistake. And in a lot of cases, you would probably like to know which ones you're doing wrong so you could do them right. I, I would hope, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, nobody wants to be told that they're doing something wrong. But if one day you're just like flipping through the book and you see, oh, this rule is not how I've been playing it. In fact, the real rule is better than I've been playing it. You would probably want to use that moving forward. So assuming they're not being a jerk about it, assuming they are not telling you how you should be playing the game... If they are simply offering up the correct information, the information as it is presented in the book, then the DM should should at least be willing to listen, at least at least be willing to acknowledge the fact, okay, that's the rule in the book, but I'm going to keep doing it the way that we've been doing it for insert reason here. Right. Or, you know, and I feel like you've brought this up before where like, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're going to keep doing it the way we've been doing it for now. Mm-hmm. You know, but then we'll bring it up again later or we'll change we'll change it to the the actual rule next time or something like that. Just so there's some at least con- consistency between, you know, from from session to session or, or yeah. like within the session. Because like you, Jeff, you were saying that you did the, the diagonals, you know, like every other diagonal. They were playing it that every other diagonal was an additional diagonal. So like the first diagonal is five feet. The next one is an additional 10 feet. So 15 feet is two diagonal squares, correct? Uh, you see, yeah, yeah. I, I forget exactly which 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 way that we're doing it, but yeah, it was basically yeah the the yeah. I think it was every other every other square is two squares basically. Yeah, because that's how it was like in third edition. I think that's how it is in Pathfinder. Yeah. I hate that rule. I don't care if it's realistic. I mean, right. it's not. I don't care if it is more accurate to real life distances right. than just having each diagonal just be a single square. I don't care. It's just easier. Mm-hmm. To just have every diagonal just be five five feet, 
I guarantee it is not going to harm the game. And it's going to mean easier math. It's going to mean less bookkeeping. It's just going to be easier. That's yeah. one of those rules that if if I had been playing with the, you know, every other diagonal was an additional five feet or whatever. If I had been doing that and I heard that the the actual rule in the book is that diagonals are to the same amount, just regular five feet, I would shake that person's hand. I would give them advantage on their next, What I would give them inspiration. <laughs> I would love it. Because yeah. that's one less thing I have to keep track of that makes the game easier. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like in like, like calculating like uh, area spell, like, you know, doing like area spells and things mm-hmm. like that. There's so many things that it just makes it easier. Just a big square. Just yeah. make it a big square. Boom. Done. Yeah. And I don't know, like... It also makes me think of like maybe we should all maybe everyone should just be doing hex. Like we like hex hexagon I mean, hexagons yeah. are the yeah. best agons, and we all know this. <laughs> so I mean, like just remember, this person at the table is hopefully a friend of yours. Um, you know, they they've probably come to play in the game because you already know each other and you're enjoying each other's company. So don't shut them down just for the sake of shutting them down. Listen to them, acknowledge what they're saying. Just think of it if if you could have. A talking encyclopedia that if you ever don't know a rule can just rattle it off right there. That's what rules lawyers are. Maybe not in every single case, but you have to do less work learning the rules. As long as you ha- you can have an attitude of like, oh, I was doing it wrong. Okay, cool. We'll do whatever whatever the actual rule is. Yeah. As long as you can have that attitude and not take it personally. Right. It's just, it's someone there to... Do some of the work for you in remembering some of the stuff that you can't be bothered to remember yourself. Mm-hmm. Use them as an asset rather than seeing them as an adversary. Yeah. And like, remember, you're the DM. You can always say, that's not how we're going to do it. You can always say, I'm going to keep doing it the way that I was doing it before. That's fine. But then rules lawyers out there. Hey, Gabe, rules lawyer here. Uh, chill out. Don't <laughs> push it. Right. Offer up the information don't object, don't insist, just, you know, offer it, offer your help. Yeah. And, and one of the, one of the things that I'm, I was, I was very guilty of, um, and would bring up the rules lawyer in me is like, just remember, just as a player, from a player, Mm -hmm. remember that the, the, Abilities and rules of what a DM has control over are different from what a player like a, like sure. what, from what a player controls. Like a player character, like you can pick from a set number of classes, abilities, skills, yada yada. Yeah, the DM can basically make it a monster on the spot that has whatever ability they want it to have. Oh yeah. If it's if you know if it's something they want to have in there because they think it's going to be fun or interesting or whatever or challenging or whatever, mm-hmm. like try not to try not to question them too much like unless it's like obnoxious you know obviously sure sure um you know unless it's one of one of those nightmare dm situations sure if uh if the rules lawyer in question is one of those people that's like oh no no this monster's ac isn't 13 or like oh no this monster doesn't have 50 hit points this thing should be dead already you should be using the stats there in the monster that get them out of there just don't entertain them kick them out Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, don't, yeah, that's like, that's the metagaming rules lawyer yeah. kind of thing. That, that, yeah, that's, that's you being a rules lawyer to metagame. That's, I think that's, that's a different, yeah, that's, that's the one you want to avoid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, if it's like, well, that's not, you know, like if, if they, if the monster, if the DM has an NPC do something that is similar to something that a player can do, 
but it ends up being stronger and you go, Hey, wait a minute. That's not fair. Like just be like, no, this is like, this is, this isn't, this isn't a character with classes with levels in fighter or whatever. This is an NPC of the DM's design or correct or the author of the adventures design or something like that. So like, yeah. You know, it like there, there is, I understand that reaction of that, like sort of like feeling cheated or something like that, where like you go in it, when you see, you see an enemy that is a human with a sword and a shield and you have this expectation of their abilities. Sure. And so you go at them thinking, oh, I can handle this. And then, and then they do something that's way out of left field and nothing you've ever seen in any rule book anywhere. You can't go, Hey, that's cheating. Mm-hmm. Cause that's. That's not cheating. It's just that's just a thing that care that NPC can do. Yeah. And you know, if if you you know, if you feel like it's way too powerful or something or like it, but you know, maybe you can bring that up. It's like, hey, that you yeah, know, that's the, a different issue. Yeah, that's a different issue, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm just you know learn learn from learn from my my mistakes because like I've <laughs> sure. you know I've been ups, I've been upset at things where you know where I was like no that's that's totally up up to them to decide what that character what that thing can do it's that's you know like yeah but like i i get i understand wanting to know all the rules so you know what to expect cuz it's the same with like building like when i'm building a character you know i i when i'm building a character out i'm trying to know, make sure i know all the rules and like i'm trying to you know you're trying to min max it but i'm supposed to try to do it within the rules so like I like to have an understanding of what the like the black and white rules are. It's like what what does this work or does it not work? And when sure. I get the answer, well, it's up to the DM. I go, well, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's like it's like I like, <laughs> and I think my part of my problem is is like I'm not necessarily making a character to play it. I'm making a character because I want to build something within the rules. And then sure, when the sure. rules aren't actually there and it's up to the DM, I can go. I like I can't. Like that's uh, part that, of the part of the character that you can't focus on. You can't, you can't right. count on that. Yeah. It's like that, that character is no longer valid because there's no, you know, there's no hard rule for it. So like, yeah. well, I can't, I can't, I can't do this build anymore. I have to, I have to work around it somehow with a rule that is very black and white. Yeah. And so like, that's, you know, anyway, like, I, I feel like we gave this response in some question a long time ago, but like, mm-hmm. think of it like this. Every everybody at the group agreed to p- play a game yeah. based on a set of rules that you were all able to read and learn equally. Right. If someone shows up to the table expecting to follow those rules, they're not in the wrong because you all agreed to follow those rules. If everyone else decided or if the person in charge decided to deviate from those rules, it's not the player's fault for expecting to have been able to follow the rules that everybody agreed upon. Yeah. So again, it's just like, don't demonize someone just because they expected to follow the rules. Demonize them if they are being a jerk about it. Hopefully they're not being a jerk about it, but like, right. Yeah. You know, Uh, you know, and that's, that's not, it's, that's not easy to like no. gauge too. Cause like, as if you're like DMing and somebody calls you out on something, you might feel attacked. Yeah. They might not necessarily be trying to attack you, but you might feel attacked. Cause like, like, you know, DMing is, there's a lot of work and it's, it is and a it's, lot of work. It is. And it's like, it, 
it, it takes a lot of uh, mental and social energy. And so like, and you're sort of like, you're sort of putting yourself out there. You're, you're very exposed because you're the DM, you know, like you are, yeah. you're basically, you are in some sense against these, the, like you're put against these, like you're in competition. We, we say that, you know, we've said many times, it's not a competition. It is cooperation. Yeah. But I mean, Correct. like in a, in a sense, you are sort of putting yourself out there like you're in competition with them. So if one of them comes at you and tells you you're wrong, you go, your defenses might go up and you might feel like you're being attacked. Sure. So like, it's, you know, it's not, it's not the easiest thing to deal with, but, but you know, as long as they're not, as long as they're not being a complete jerk about it, you know, just kind of, yeah. yeah, like I, yeah. Enter, entertain them, entertain them. Cause they're, you know, they're probably just there to help <laughs> or, yeah, you know, they're doing some of the work so you don't have to. So yeah. or at the very least they that. they're just making sure that they have fun, which is what you should be that should be part of your goal is that so that they have fun. Sure. Um so, you know, at, at, at least yeah, at least give it some thought. Yeah. All right. I think that'll do it for our regular questions for today, but we do still have our social media questions. Our last social media question was, have you ever encountered a deity face to face in a tabletop RPG? Do you recall if you had an answer, Jeff? Yeah, killed him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you guys fought uh, Kios in the Age of Worms campaign. Although, like, was he a deity at the time? Was he like he was like a fallen deity, he, or or he was like low? He like lost some of his power or something. He didn't have like divine ranks, which were the mechanic put forth in deities and demigods right. that basically make gods kind of unfightable. Right. Uh, but I mean, he for all like story wise, yes, he was a deity. Power-wise, he was probably like a CR 25 or something like that. Like, he he was enough of a deity, without question. Right, yeah, yeah. So, I'd say it counts. Killed him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 threw I, a, I threw a sphere of annihilation at him. <laughs> I, well, so the sphere of annihilation, I think, destroyed his armor. Right. I they threw it at him and he and, he, okay. and it, that didn't that didn't kill him, but yeah. but that was that was definitely part of it. And then that caused the entire fight to be teleported to another plane. <laughs> well that's what yeah, when he tried to get rid of it by yeah. casting gate, there was that there was that chance <laughs> that it sent um, everybody uh to another another realm. Yeah. Uh, so over on Facebook, Jason E says, so a few, but not sure if they fully qualify in Chris and Melissa's campaign. Ardric met Set when he died in the Temple of Set in the Black Egg, but then he was resurrected and in his mind, it was all a dream or a vision. It shook him to his core, though. Later, he also had a vision of Moradin after that adventure when Moradin granted him a boon, which helped cement his purpose and mission for him. In the Age of Worms, we fought and killed Kios, but I think he might have only been a demigod. Not sure. Um, so yeah, when, when I first posed this question, I did think of in Chris and Melissa, when I think Melissa was running that, when we did the Black Egg, Jay met Moradin afterwards. Like there was, Jay had like a vision where he met Moradin and Moradin like gave him some thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I had forgotten that he also met this evil deity that was sort of like the god of the temple that the Black Egg was in. I had forgotten about that part, uh, but I didn't, I don't think my character was privy to any of that when that happened. So I wasn't sure if I had an answer to this question. Uh, but then the Age of Worms, uh, yeah, I'm like I said, I would say Kios was a god uh, for all, for basically all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. um, and then Colin W. says, At the end of our campaign, my Hexblade warlock, who was being manipulated by a Mind Flayer lich, 
was essentially rescued by the arrival of the Raven Queen onto the scene. The Raven Queen eradicated the Lich for corrupting her champion weapon that my Warlock was using to channel her magic. So yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Warlocks can, you know, that, that can be an easy way to, uh, to meet a deity if your deity <laughs> is your patron. Yeah. Uh, over on Reddit, Alistar the Minotaur says, So in a homebrew game, I was playing a merfolk who was unknowingly carrying around the avatar of his deity in his weapon. Also, the religion had been altered over time from a very open religion accepting of change to a very insular religion with a rigid caste system. The avatar was none too pleased to be carried around by a highbrow self-obsessed prince. I'm also pumped to meet Kugrash the most armed. I get the feeling he'll be none too keen on chatting. So he's <laughs> referring to uh, a deity that the party actually just fought in our uh, Roll20 game. That was just the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they fought an avatar of Kugrash the most armed, which is an orc with... So there's there's a race of four-armed orcs in this campaign, and okay. their god is one of them, but he has just so many arms. <laughs> so for their, for that deity's token, I used Ball of Arms Man. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they, they fought him. It was an intense battle, and uh, they were victorious. Awesome. So good job to, good job to them. <laughs> Over on Twitter, we just got one. Stephen M. says, Not in D&D, but the party in my Call of Cthulhu game has come face-to-face with Nyarlathotep, the faceless god, the crawling chaos, the god of a thousand forms. Hmm. Maybe I'll write you a funeral pyre about how that went. Oh. Oh, hope it went well. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it went really, really good. Yep. Uh, Over on Discord, Debrasaur says, Does recruiting Asmodeus to defeat Orcus count? (laughs) Uh, yes, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Collins B says, oh boy, where to start? My first character was smacked in the face by Lolth so hard it had the effect of a power word pain. At the end of that campaign and the final boss fight, we met Torm, Tyr, and a bunch of other gods I can't remember. My second character had revealed to her that her mother was actually Saloon, and as a DM, one of my players recently was brought to the court of Bahamut, and another is inhabited by the spirit of... Raltar, god of the space pirates. So technically, nice. they all have interacted with that god. I just want to say, god of the space pirates. <laughs> there is so much, <laughs> so much in so in so few words. Right? right there. I, yeah. I, I, so I, many I, questions. I want to hear. I want to hear more. Yep. Uh, Floofy Shub says we did throw Belial off a cliff. <laughs> Good. There you go. Uh, Stiltskin Kubo 84 says, My paladin Seth was invited into service by Bahamut in a second edition campaign. Og Ur was met by the second edition goddess of nature, whose name I cannot remember. I think our whole party was visited by the goddess of trickery in another campaign. Any nine tailed fox with psionics and a human form kind of screams deity to me. Also, we may have had to fight the patron goddess of children. The beverage tea says, No, none of my dingus characters are ever worthy. And then uh, Lone Wolf Nate says, Deities face-to-face. Let's see. Back when I was in high school and first tried out D&D, my cousin was dating a guy who was the DM, so he ran a couple games for us before they split up. He took us individually into the other room and had us essentially meet and talk to a goddess, but I don't remember which one. Then later on, when I started playing 5th edition, after the TPK, in fact, where we all made characters of the same level of our originals who died and essentially had their souls in new bodies, as well as essentially homebrewed a mission to find our old characters. And when we did, 
we could choose to go back to the old ones or keep the new ones. I think most of us went back to the old ones, but a couple kept the new ones. It was pretty interesting. Hmm. And that's really cool. I'll just, I'm just going to say, if your character dies, hey, DMs, if one of the characters die, let that player meet their deity. Sure. Just do it. Nobody's going to stop you. Nope. <laughs> Nobody, you can't get arrested for it. It's just <laughs> No fun. one can stop you. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think uh, th- those are all of our responses for that. Thank you, everybody who wrote in. I think there were some good uh, good responses in there. Mm-hmm. So that was our last social media question. Our next social media question, this was actually submitted by Redditor Zephyr Valley. Your character is a YouTuber. What sort of content do they make? <laughs> oh, man. Um... I, I, I was hoping that we would get a lot of varied answers for this one. Uh, I, I, I might have one for one of my characters. Yeah. So, you know, unboxing videos. Yeah. <laughs> that, but for like his victims i guess oh his, boy i don't know okay i don't know he just like he it was it was my my druid uh lizard folk who ate people oh okay, okay. like i don't know like like i, I guess <laughs> that works i guess yeah i don't know <laughs> so. um i would say my only character i'm playing currently is um uh is zekiel in our our game we're actually playing in just uh just a few minutes i guess uh, I feel like I see her doing one of those videos where she's putting on makeup and like talking about <laughs> crimes or something. My wife yes. watches a channel like that. It's just this girl talking about true Mur- crime stories and putting on makeup while she does it. Is it Murder Mondays with uh, uh, Bailey? What's her face? I think so. Oh, like <laughs> I, th- I think it is. Yeah, Skylar watches her all the time too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but I don't see my character as being very good at putting on makeup. So she just kind of comes out looking like a monster or something. <laughs> sure. Right. <laughs> oh, no. It could be like, like she's like putting her armor on or something. Like There you know. go. Like, yeah. There like... you go. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like so that. I like that. She's that a, it's a, like a YouTuber. She's, um, I don't know. <laughs> what What is it? Don, donning your armor? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, because she has plate mail and. Plate mail takes like 10 minutes to put on. Right. It's yeah. It's just her putting on her plate mail while talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like true. Oh, crimes. that's so much better, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That, the, yeah. I like that a yeah. lot better than unboxing. Uh, <laughs> unbo- um, unboxing monsters. Sure. Sure. All right. So that'll do it for our questions today. But before we close out, let's let's wind down. Let's relax. Let's take a deep breath. Let's remember those who have come before us, who have given their lives that we may have a better world to live in, as we toss another log onto the funeral pyre. Today's funeral pyre was submitted by 2HD Goblin via Reddit. The game starts. Characters walk into a local tavern. Guy walking out bumps into my PC. Character calls him out. NPC gets belligerent and asks what I'm going to do about it. PC pisses on his boots. And then, uh, this is exactly how it's written. PC is dies. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if that's intentional, but I like it. I don't know. 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> PCs is so. I, I guess let's raise a glass in in remembrance <laughs> of uh, two HD goblins character, as we say next time. Maybe go to the bathroom before you go to the tavern. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for today. To submit questions for us to discuss, items for the Dragon's Horde, or stories for the funeral pyre, please email us at interpartyconflict at gmail.com. For show notes, links to media mentioned on the show, and running lists of questions and magic items, go to interpartyconflict.com. Join the discussion on social media. Find us on Facebook. We're on Reddit. We're on our Interparty Discord. Find us on Twitter at InPartyConflict. Check those out for our weekly social media questions. Your answers might end up on the show. Find us on the podcatcher of your choice. We're on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you download podcasts. Please rate, review, subscribe, or just tell a friend. And if you leave us a review within the next week and then send it to us in an email, you can win a leather-bound journal next Tuesday the 14th. <laughs> and if you want to support the show monetarily, check out the rewards at patreon.com slash interpartyconflict. There's a few different tiers, so anything you can spare, even a dollar a month, would go towards making the show better, and you'll get bonus content for it. Jeff, tell us about FriendQuest. FriendQuest is a YouTube channel where you can watch us play video games. There you go. Also, head over to bit.ly slash interpartyconflict to take a short survey about our show what you like, what you don't like, etc. And just for taking it, you'll get two free printable board games courtesy of the great people over at hollandspiel.com. And our music is made by Boxcat Games from Nameless the Hackers RPG. So, Jeff, until next time... Don't forget to like, comment, and smite evil. <laughs>